0: Hello and welcome to The Simplecast, a place where we discuss simple ways that we can all impact our world, both locally and globally, through simple acts of doing good. The first series of podcasts is centered around the release of my new book, Doing Good is Simple. I wanted to bring some of my friends who are committed to doing good to talk about the book and how it can relate to them in various ways. Another reason is this, I wanted to have a conversation that was larger than just the book itself. I understand as a reader when you're when you're reading a book, you have questions, you have thoughts, you want to discuss it, you want to debate it, you want to you you, you want to be a part of a community of people wrestling through the content of the book. And so that's why I created the simple cast as a, just a way to continue the conversation about the content in the book. So hopefully these podcast episodes will serve as tools to help you expand the scope of the book and bring a different perspective on context to doing good is simple for this first episode i wanted to do something a little different and i wanted to actually kind of flip the script and i'm going to have my good friend and he wanted to make sure i added this piece the simple cast producer ken <laughs> nussbaum or if you want to get serious ken nussbaum um, <laughs> on the show to kind of interview me so we could talk about some of the concepts of doing good is simple so ken welcome to the simple cast bro thanks it's gonna be fun all right, so now you're interviewing me, right? Yep. But, so we had, like, I, I'm a little confused. I'm, I'm up here getting ready to do the interview, but, like, I I don't know. I thought we were going to have tacos or we are going <laughs> to, like, have a little more fun. Well, I, you know,
1: I didn't want to tell you. You're the producer. <laughs> Austin, 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 you need to edit this out. Now we're giving Austin more work to do. <laughs> He's like, thanks a lot, guys. Awesome.
0: All right, so, Ken, you are going to interview me. And we're going to have a fun
1: time. And so, um, yeah, let's get started. All right. In 30 seconds, tell me about your life up to starting. Help one now. 30
0: seconds? That is not in the document. I see a document that Literally says that. I hate documents. It does say 30 seconds. Okay. So, yeah, it's super, super crazy, right? Like, I I grew up in Northern California. Kind of very, very unchurched kid. And so I feel like a lot of the concepts I have come from two different worlds. It's kind of... Non religious upbringing that I had. And then once I became a believer, I, I became, um, you know, went to school to study theology and religion, planted two churches, I have an amazing wife, Nicole, and two kids, Bailey and McKenzie and a German Shepherd pup, and we live in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. And then part of my other professional life is I did a lot of corporate sales and and, and real estate. So one of the things I love about that is I've been able to navigate multiple worlds. So I try to flesh out doing good as simple. Oftentimes, even when I'm writing the book, it was interesting, I kind of wrote through a corporate mindset or through a pastor mindset or through kind of a parent mindset. And so I think all of those experiences the last 20 years of my life have helped me shape the message.
1: Yeah, I I bet they have. Tell me about the circumstances that uh, led you to want to launch an organization like Help One Now.
0: Oh, man, so many, right? So my friend Greg Russinger, this pastor in Portland, cool dude, he said this one statement that has kind of forever stayed with me. He said, a life interrupted is a life inspired. And we kind of hate To hear that right because you know i'm probably like a lot of people i want to control and hold on to the life that i'm trying to create and ultimately that's what i was doing i'm in austin texas i'm eating tacos i'm spending time with some of the best people in the world I love my city. We just bought a home. Kids are going to the great school district. I'm a church planter, doing life with a group of people I love. There's literally no reason why I would want my life to be interrupted. And yet God obviously had other plans. And so it was kind of this aha moment um, that I had that kind of changed everything for me. And so I think what what I wrestle with as I look back is to realize like it's okay, though it is scary, for us to just give space for interruptions in our life. And if we allow those interruptions to happen, we'll actually gain greater clarity and purpose and meaning. But at the same time, our lives may, you know, it'll bring a little more complexity, which I know sounds unique when I talk about simplicity, but when it's all said and done, my life changed quickly in that moment of interruption.
1: Was it a specific moment that you can trace back to, or was it more of an ongoing? I talk about in the book, I think it was this five-year journey.
0: And I think it's really important for people to embrace this reality. Like there was a moment that changed everything, but there was a five-year journey before that moment. I just begin to pay attention more to what was going on globally. You know, the orphan crisis, trafficking, war, child soldiers, all these different things. Social media had really begun to open up new worlds for, I think, all of us and new realities. And so my heart was being crushed little by little with all the injustices going on in the world, but also the busyness and craziness of life and work and family had kept me kind of, away from doing anything tangible. And so eventually I ended up going to Zimbabwe and on that trip at 4 a.m. in the morning after driving 20 hours through pure chaos, we landed in downtown Harare and Pastor John asked me to stop at a gas station and check on some kids that he had been kind of taking care of And when we stopped at that gas station, we were surrounded by dozens of orphans who made this gas station their home each and every night. So throughout the day, they would venture out into the city to to look for food and to try to survive. But every night they would come back and make this gas station a makeshift home. And when I was at the gas station, um, one kid specifically grabbed me by the arm, looked me in the eye, and he basically said these words. Thank you so much for visiting my country. I'm so sorry it's in the shape that it's in. Is there anything I can do to work for you so we can get something to eat? And he made this one statement that was so powerful. He said, I don't want to beg you for food, but I want to work. And in that moment, I was so overwhelmed. I looked this kid in the eye and I said, I have nothing for you. And so basically, I just told him no. And it's not because I didn't care or I didn't want to help. I was just paralyzed and I didn't know how to help. And we got back in the van and we drove off. And it was at that moment that I realized that, you know, there's 147 to 160 million orphans in the world who need people like you and me basically just to say, yes, we will find simple but powerful ways to help you have an opportunity and a shot at life.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's a really interesting lesson, too, of, you know, even though there was kind of a a singular moment, you know, a singular encounter in Zimbabwe... It really kind of was the end result of years of feeling, you know, kind of a stirring in yourself, which I think is really kind of speaks to p- quite possibly why you've been able to do this in the long term, the longevity that that it wasn't a fly-by-night feeling that you had, but you were willing to put in the work and the effort because you knew that it was something ultimately that you were being led to do. Yeah, and I think
0: the challenge in that space is is kind of... Knowing deep in my heart that I was ignoring God because I was making excuses about being too busy. And that those were one of the moments that actually haunt me. But also knowing on the other side of that is God is gracious and patient. And, you know, he's a a good father who's trying to get his children in the perfect position to do the most good in the world. And that's literally as I look back at that, I just I'm so thankful for God's grace and and, and really for him to kind of. Get me in a position that he wanted me to be in, so we can make an impact around the world, and like we're doing now. That.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So, where does one now work currently? Oh
0: man, too many places. No, no, so, no. Um, so yeah, we we launched in Zimbabwe, in two thousand nine. Just actually in May of 2016, we just celebrated our seventh year. We're in 14 communities in eight countries. And so Zimbabwe and South Africa and Uganda and Congo and Ethiopia and Peru and Haiti and Dominican Republic. And hopefully I didn't forget anything in there, any country. It's so beautiful to see countries that we've been serving in literally thrive and flourish and see transformation i mean this is hard work it's not easy we don't fix every problem but the concept of doing good is simple has really helped impact thousands of people stateside to be able to find simple powerful ways to do amazing work around the world in these eight countries and 14 communities
1: that's amazing it's a lot of impact in a short time Although it probably doesn't feel short between now and then. <laughs> yeah,
0: a lot of impact, a lot of work to go, but it's awesome. It's just uh, it's a thrill to be a part of it. And obviously one of the realities is you know, we have these brilliant local leaders, folks like Ashalo and John Leakes and Edward and Rosna and Mercedes. Uh, I mean, just some of the most brilliant leaders in the world fighting every day to, to – to see progress in their communities. And one of the things I realized is like, they can't fight alone. They need people like like us to step in and say, man, we are going to be almost this invisible tribe, this, this group of people who we may never meet you, uh, we may never visit your country, we may or may not, but ultimately through these simple powerful acts of doing good, whether it's throwing a garage sale party, sponsoring a kid, you know, donating money to a fundraiser, advocating on behalf of their communities. There are all these really great ways to get involved and to make a tangible, significant difference. And so it's fun to see two worlds colliding our leaders and our kids and our communities. And then also here stateside, so many people who are like a part of, of the tribe who are truly making a difference. And that's what I love about Helping Now. Helping Now is definitely not about me, it's about the tribe of people who have dedicated their lives to making a difference, and these brilliant leaders who have dedicated their lives to making a difference. And we're bringing the two together, almost like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
1: Oh, that is my favorite kind of sandwich. You are speaking my language. So I want to talk to you about the book. Have you always thought of yourself as a writer? Is that something you've always wanted to do? No, I'm the worst writer ever, right? I mean, My (laughs) English
0: teacher, she's going to have a heart attack if she ever finds my book. Because there's no way in the world that she would thought she would have thought that you know I would write, and so it's not it's not my gift, it's not my strength, um, or at least I didn't think it was. And then I realized like writing is really a team effort. Um, Ken, you were involved in the writing. Um, my editor Zonervin's brilliant. Stephanie was involved in the writing, and so um, you know the book has my name on the cover, but ultimately it's 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 so many different folks who are talented and brilliant who have helped create it. So, but that said, I've never once in my life. To, wanted to write a book, had a dream about writing a book. I never thought I was good enough to write a book. Then one day in the airport in Miami, coming back from Haiti, um, our, our, our good friend, Jen Hatmaker, said, Marlo, you need to write these stories and tell the world what's going on. And that was just a small seed that, you know, kind of grew in the next year. And then there came a moment where I said, you know what, Jen's right. I need, I need to, I need to literally write a book and tell these stories and help people make a difference in the world.
1: So you wrote the book realizing that even though it wasn't something you'd ever kind of planned on doing, you really, you did, you wrote Wrote what I think is a really amazing book. What's the one thing that you really want people to take away from it as they read? Your What do you want your readers to learn? Yeah,
0: it's interesting. Can I think, even my struggles with confidence in writing a book, right? Like when I you know, and just, you know, kind of being vulnerable here. Like you're like, you know, I can't do this. I've never written a book. I I can speak. I love strategy. I can, I can, there's all kinds of things, you know, that I would rather do. But one of the things I had to realize is like, there's a process, right? And there's, you know, it takes time to figure out how to learn a skill set. And so even with doing good and making an impact in the world, there's a process to that. There's a there's a way to integrate doing good into our life. And we don't necessarily think about it that way. Often when we think about doing good. We think about a trip or a one-time random donation at an event. And we don't really integrate the principles of doing good and loving our neighbor and living our mission into the rhythms of our life. And so what I'm hoping to do is, what I'm hoping to accomplish is this. I want everyday normal people to understand that God has given you gifts, talents, passions, resources, networks to be leveraged, to help do good, do it well, and do it together. And so if someone can read this book an hour, hour and a half, I'm hoping they'll cry and laugh um, because I think some of the stories are just hard and some of the stories are funny. And then when they close the book, they're going to have this moment where they realize, you know what? God can use me. God can use the rich. God can use the poor. God can use the, the most educated. And God can use, you know, God can use anyone. And so I want people just to know that God not only wants to use them, but he's given them gifts and talents and ways in which they can be used. And so that's my hope. I think... Obviously through Help One now but through other organizations, local churches, just even even doing good is 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 integrating the normal everyday life. So even showing up tomorrow when you go to work and just, you know, loving your coworker a little more, being more intentional on how you spend your time and your resources we only have one life and this life goes quickly and we have this kind of one moment to, to, to really leave a mark and then make the world brighter and hopefully this book will just be a tool and a resource to help people um, process what that means for them
1: awesome so one final question when's your next book coming out
0: mm, I don't think I'm ever writing another book <laughs> no I'm kidding so here's what's interesting about writing a book like I was just doing it as a project for Help One Now, and, and in the midst of that, I really enjoyed writing. I recognize there are, and, and this is connect, connected to doing good. I actually realized I do have the talent to write. I do have the ability to tell stories. If you ask me to edit my writing, it's going to be the worst book you've ever read in your life. And so part of even doing good or simple is is knowing that we're part of a team of people and we make each other stronger by being a team of people together. So I don't know when the next book's going to come out. I just, I do know that I'm hoping this book has a huge impact in the world. I hope this podcast series that we're talking about will have a huge impact that, that, that folks will be able to wrestle with the tensions of doing good. And, and you know, only eternity will tell us kind of what happens through the words that were penned. And and maybe what I love more than anything is I'm just telling our local leaders stories and how brilliant they are. And so they're the hero of the story. And it's really just an honor for me to tell their stories to our tribe and to, and to hopefully new people who have never heard about Help One Now.
1: I think the one thing I took away from, from reading Doing Good at Simple is just how generous we needed to be with the other people the other part of our story you know the leaders the, the the leaders our tribe all these people really are coming together to to really impact the globe in a lot of ways yep yep
0: it takes a, it takes a team of people to do brilliant work together And we're seeing that with helping now with our leaders and, you know, other orgs and other folks are seeing that as well. And hopefully the book will play a small part in helping motivate and inspire others to, to kind of either jump on, you know, a train or create something new or even unlock the reality that they already have what they need to make an impact. They just have to be a little more intentional and thoughtful. And so, yeah, I'm super excited. So do me a favor. And if you're reading this and you haven't bought the book, I'm gonna ask you to buy the book, all right? So uh, I I just, I have no problem asking people to buy the book because I think it it will matter, and it will make an impact in the world. So buy the book. Two, I would love for you to leave an Amazon review if you read the book, just an honest review. Five stars usually is normal, but if you have to leave a four and a half, that's okay. No, seriously, just an honest review of what you read. Because here's the thing with even books, like an, an author can't control, how the book is read, right? It takes a tribe of people saying, we'll stand behind the work and we'll let other people know about it and we'll be honest. And so leave an Amazon review. And three, just to advocate. Use social media, your church, small groups, whatever you can do to just, you know, tell other people about the book. And so the only way this book is going to um, make an impact is if everyday normal people who read it get behind it and want to share it. So super excited to see how where all this goes.
1: Awesome. Can't wait to see how Doing Good is Simple gets Leafs in the wild. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Thanks, Ken. All right.
0: All right. Have a good day.